Muslims, I don't want to, I don't want to mischaracterize what jihad is. Christianity, no, on the no, other no, hand, no, no, no. Christianity, on the other hand, will tell you it is a totalitarian religion. The soul that sinners shall die, not exist. There is no loop, and the only way you can be saved is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Anything, any tongue that does not confess Jesus as Lord. Done. Those of us now that are Pentecostal kids that we are taught the tenets of faith now have a little pushback and say, hey, we remember Timothy going to talk to the Ethiopian Union and explaining and baptizing him. What did Jesus say? If you believe in me and you confess that I'm Lord, that shall be said, okay, why am I getting killed and my head chopped off by crusaders? On both sides, both Islam and Christianity. Or the South African um, religion you're talking about. So the pushback is on the the the, the notion of religion trying to obliterate everywhere, obliterate every other culture it engages. That was what I was referring to. Yeah, that's yeah. why I didn't, I didn't hear when you didn't hear what I was. Yeah, because I've been I've been speaking now for two hours. I'm getting tired. I, I wanted to ask and, you and, and that's the thing about Clubhouse, right? These people do not, if you start speaking and people did not catch that, you, you, you tend to keep repeating yourself and all that. So I set, I set all of this premise down and that's why I always do a recap when I speak. Although she does a good job of doing a recap because then I explained the hierarchy of our worship, the hierarchy of our God. But at the end of the day, the biggest thing it shows is the democratization of our worship. And I was telling Udochi when we started this room that this would have tied into what we were talking about yesterday, which was marriage and the democratization of what marriage and equality is in Igbo culture. Night, night, night. In our English, kita is democratization. Okay, so democratization. Okay, Early way, no, okay, I'm not angry. I just want to ask a question. I wanted to ask a question to be random because I, I know you've been talking for a while, so I wanted to throw a random question out there. Because I've noticed um, another thing that suffers with the lack of knowledge of self is a, a direct result of that is language. And I really feel with the lack of understanding of our own culture and belief, etc., etc., that therefore has had a knock-on effect on the use of Igbo language today and how we, we speak, how we interact with each other. What would you think about that? Do you think that? Um, thank you. Thank I'm, you. Go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna force a pause right now, just because I, I you're gonna answer in just a second. Um, but uh. Uh, Yael, um, you are going, you are, you've got like some amazing points. And I think the diversity of your background has allowed you to see certain things and bring up certain things out of us that, you know, it's like we're able to now look at certain things critically. So I really love your points. However, after Knight answers this question, I'm going to let Shoma, uh, uh, ask or or say what she wants to say and then we'll we'll go to someone else but this is a very good question so i will really love for knight to answer it also oh sorry yeah yeah, yeah. also so here's the thing i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna take a mickey out of you which is either late right so <laughs> you would have you would have, you would have heard you would have heard me saying we on Mondays we decided on Mondays to now start saying Akukufe and Abufe. 
then on Tuesdays from 9 p.m. Central on Mondays. On Tuesdays, 8 Central, we are discuss we are doing Q&As, and yesterday was fantastic. And for now, with those Q&As, what we're handling are the five fingers of culture. What makes, since we believe culture is a total way of life of the people, what makes culture? Number one, language, food, marriage, worship, heritage. We've handled marriage. We're going to touch we're going to touch marriage 2.0 next Tuesday and food. And with food, we're not just telling you, okay, how do you make ikusi soup or how do you make, how do you make rice? No. <laughs> so, no, that's not, that's not where we're going with that. Where we're going, where we're going, um, with that is we're going to be touching food as in, we'll handle the specific Igbo heritage food, their types, their usage, their preparation, their significance, the role they play in our communities, the importance when it, their importance when it comes to healing, when it comes to worship, when it comes to community bonding, when it comes to gift, and when it comes to reference. There are certain foods that when we give it to you, you know you, you deserve it, right? So that speaks to the question you're asking. We know that the erosion of our language by our parents not making an effort to teach this newer generation has been detrimental in different ways because when you speak the language you hear the nuances and new words and references of things you don't know before which will lead to questioning and then lead to explanations it's also the medium by which history is translated or handed down or transformed from one generation to the other so now the last five weeks most of us have been engaging in these rooms talking about Igbo culture listening to our younger ones trying to learn how to speak Igbo there are different rooms that people are trying to understand and say it, even if they're speaking a propinquo with the Igbo language damaging some parts of it we're laughing but they're learning what are they doing they are rebuilding the connection to their heritage with the power of speech, which is the only thing that sets humans apart. Funny thing, it brings humans together. I heard somebody rather say, speaking is actually the most important power of creation, and that stuck with me. He didn't say communication, because communication is a different thing, but speaking. So now, why? To those of us that are Christians, although you were still in worship, don't worry, I'm coming. To those of us that are Christians, God spoke. Let there be he. He's speaking. Let us create man. He is speaking. He told Adam anything you name, whatever you call this stuff, that is his name. Adam was speaking. When he says, speak life into this fig tree, this dry tree, speak life into you. Even today you hear our sisters say, girl, speak it, in, speak it into existence. When we speak, is the reason why we use names. And death cannot kill names. It was, it was will tell you always where because if something you speak you flow so now when we speak we create when we speak we acknowledge when we speak we understand when we speak we tie back when we speak we express that expression now is the biggest thing we're losing by losing our language it is what makes the United States of America cool because Yankees that word being an insult from the Brits to the Americas of low-class people yanking English word up and down, 
and they named them Yankees, yeah, no life, but it was cool because now you can create your own slangs, you can add things, and even till tomorrow we're creating words. I remember when we created the word blog in 2003. Today, it sounds like a normal word, but in 2003, it wasn't there. I remember apps and applications. I remember vlog. So in Igbo culture now, because we're losing our language, it is so, our, our religion is suffering. Our mode of expression is suffering. Our mode of worship is suffering. Our food is suffering. Our history is suffering. And now our connection to our heritage is suffering. We cannot save the heritage for the generation coming behind without addressing language. We cannot address language and not talk about the other facets that make up the totality of what language is. Part of it is why we're talking about Odinana now. You cannot worship without speaking without language or without a procession or without songs or without some artifacts that all attributes to language and expression. Am I making sense to you? More than sense, sir. Thank you very much. All right. So follow the, follow the moderator on this room mm -hmm. and follow the evil room. You will hear us engaging. There is a reason why I am investing three hours of my time the last 21 days. I will cut it off at 40. I will literally delete. I've actually deleted Clubhouse once. And somebody found me again and brought me back into it and said, you owe us <laughs> to your people to explain more. And I'm like, this is not fair. Like, I'm like, you understand how much energy it takes to explain this? And they're like, well... They, they, they catch me with Onyahala one day, you used to say it, so you gotta have one email. That's why I came back to Clubhouse. So, thank you for thank you for your input. I like interactive people like you. When we were talking about when we started the room, we, want, we were trying to decide if the room was going to be a monologue, and I wanted it to be a dialogue, because yes. there is no monopoly on wisdom, there is no monopoly on Igbo people and our culture, right. our existence. There is no monopoly on who we are. And I, I said this phrase when I start when we started talking in this room, Ibuenwehenze. Don't look at it as a, a, a physical king. Think of it as a notion, notion. Yeah. of freedom to yeah. do whatever you want as long as you're not harming somebody else, as long as you're not you're not destroying our heritage or as long as you're not destroying the community the, the community good you can decide to be whatever you want also like we don't care you leave you leave freely and that is evil culture for you that is the biggest thing is the reason why any evil kid of any statue has a right to speak and stand Yesterday, I was, I was, I was, I said something yesterday to people that were in the room who were handling. I told them to pick any other culture that is as liberal as my culture or that has gone through changes of trying to better ourselves in the last 50 years as my culture. Choose one. Today on CNN, we're talking about a 34 year old that woke up in Saudi Arabia because he's a crown prince, he can kill his. A, 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 a journalist that went to that went to get his license, uh, his um, his passport renewed in Turkey in 2019. Think of that. Flip it, bring it to Igbo culture. That somebody looks at you and thinks because his family owns land that you now live, you are subject to him even unto death of expression. That's so full of and people will fight me online and talk about stupidities that they don't understand. That's why we're explaining because we don't want the 
foreigners to keep explaining our culture to our children. It's better Why? for we carry it. Yes, thank you, Knight. Um, yeah, uh, this this is an amazing conversation, and I just want to like let everyone know that we're gonna do a part two. Um, I, I say that because I am, you know, my Knight has been talking for a while, and you know, I've been on here for a while, and I had intended for this to be a two hour conversation, but we're going on two hours and thirty minutes, so I'm gonna try to make sure that. Uh, the, everybody on the stage has a chance to talk, but then next time we're going to do it in a little bit of a different format and there will be a part two, just so you know, so that everybody doesn't feel like probably the same time next week, 6 p, uh, 6 PM Eastern time, um, on the, on a Wednesday, but it really depends. So just keep an eye on the calendar. Chioma, did you, is there anything that you wanted to, um, put your two cents as far as what's going on? Introduce yourself, please. Hello, um, guys. I'm a bit late where I am as well. Um, so I just had a quick question and I guess uh, a slight contribution. Um, so where I'm from, we don't actually worship ancestors. Um, we, the, the ancestor acts as a messenger between us and God. Um, and Odinani still, I guess, I wouldn't say widely practiced, but it's still something that is is embraced um, in the culture. So I just wanted to ask, because I know Knight spoke about um, worshipping ancestors, and I wanted to find out if the ancestor acts as a messenger, or do people actually in other you know, parts, other Igbo cultures, do people actually worship their ancestors? Okay, thank you. Thank you for asking that question. And just like just like I took a Mickey out of your hell, I'll take a Mickey out of you if you're late. So, <laughs> so I was explaining this earlier that the only okay, the Awachi is regarded as an ancestor to Chukwabiama. Then, um, when we worship and like to our ancestors, we do it for three reasons for those who call on their ancestors in prayer to look after them or protection, that's fine. We do it also as acknowledgement, that's fine. We do it as also for remembrance. In your in your part now, if your people don't pray to the ancestors and they believe the ancestors are helpers and the ancestors are messengers to take your message down to a higher power, which is Chukwa Abiyama, that's fine. It's part of the conversation we're having that what feels right to you or what your people do in your own tract of Igbo land is totally acceptable. The basics is we all, as Igbos, believe there is Chukwokike, Chukwabiyama, Chukwokike, 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 the same thing. Then we also believe that every Igbo person has a little chi in them that serves as a primary messenger to communicate to that Chukwabiyama. And now, after that one, we have we worship our deities in our families, our deities in our villages, our deities that we create for ourselves. So it just but to now, interrupt you and yeah. night, just because I've kind of um heard you say this before. Um I just wanted to ask, so so for us, we I guess pray to the ancestor and then as a messenger we and then the ancestor delivers messages to us what we believe that the ancestors do um, which is what I said but what, praying to your ancestor would that be classified as worship or yeah but here's the thing I, you know why you're talking I said to who if you're praying to your ancestors to message other ancestors that's fine so we, we design what we want 
there is no one style that says this is how we pray like you know how in christianity you say close your eyes and pray to jesus through jesus christ our lord amen we don't have that there is no one style that says you have to say these words exactly the way they're supposed to be and when i was talking up when i was talking earlier i split it into two that you can wake up in the morning and raise your hands to the heavens and call Kinekabiyama directly you don't even need your ancestors for that you can give you can worship that way then you can also do the one you're doing now which is a, a direct path set out by your own hereditary that hereditary may be just your family it may be your village that says okay when we worship or when we pray we call on our ancestors to please be our messengers or help us we acknowledge them and they take our prayers or they, they help push our prayers you know how catholics will say we pray through mary to talk to jesus same thing you pray through your ancestors now to take your prayers as messengers to god the question is which god are you referring to your deity are you referring to chukwabiyama so because in Hebrew culture we have other deities that is not chukwabiyama so i i wanted to um also shed light to um what was said earlier in the sense that um i think knight just touched on it a little bit too every you know, Igbo is a, a a lot of communities, and each community has their own particular practices. Um, one thing that I will say is that Knight hasn't really spoken about uh, reincarnation, and that's something that is ancestral. We, we yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm only bringing that up because some people see that as a really central, uh, um, significant part of everything that the ancestors you know, through reincarnation do show up in, um, in our lives again, and that they're constantly sending us messages in dreams and in other ways as well, that their more is always with us. And that even with the, um, offer that sometime that, that they are among the cloud of witnesses that is that, 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 um, exacts, exacts justice that is invoked to exact justice in certain situations. So, um, those things like, you know, as you say, messengers and things of that nature, those things are there, but how that they are, how they are, um, what's the word, how they're, how they are utilized. utilized. Yes. How they are acknowledged and, 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 and addressed in different communities, um, is different as Knight has uh, rightly said that it's important to go to your community to make sure you get the specifics of how it's done in your community. Um, and so Knight is not the last and final, um, answer, um, well, source of information for this. This is a, it's a, something that we're using to just expose ourselves to some of the concepts, but I, I highly recommend finding more and deeper and continuing your journey to understanding um, after this conversation is over and even to the next time we come come together again. Now let me let you continue. <laughs> so Chama, if you don't mind me asking, what part of Ireland are you from? Let me, I'm, do, I'm let from, me see. I'm from Arachuku. Okay, solid. You know why I, I see I, that? I know quite Before, a lot about, um, about this stuff. Yeah, before you even, before you, before you came on I explained that in evil culture and evil folklore, we believe Chukwabiyama and we believe the hills of the gods are in your village, Arochuku. And we used to come down to Arochuku once in a lifetime to give sacrifices of, of life. Some, some families would do it more than once. Sometimes the kings will also do that. I explained all of that, right? So now my spirit just told me to ask you where you're from because those of you from Arochuku through the Dende or Hafia area that access some parts of Ungwaland, the way you guys worship, you worship directly 
because if you were the ones that have the sorry i'm pulling in there okay if you the hills the the modern method of worship for you is a little bit different from other parts of Igbo land that worship other deities even if they understand that the, the carpet's overall god for Igbos is Chukwagaba. So now, worshipping, you ask me a question, is that considered a form of worship? Yes, there are different forms of worship. There is no one style for worship when it comes to Igbos. The only time when we have some uniformity is when your chief priest of your village or your clan or a collection of your villages or your clans is offering sacrifices or doing certain festivals because that one now there is a methodology of how they go about doing that and that is not for the commoner. First of all, you have to be empowered then you have to be ordained because you can be empowered and still not be ordained then you have to do things in certain balance of how your people or what the occasion requires what i'm talking about now is in your village now or in your family you can pray to your ancestors and give thanks and do some certain libations and rituals or give some gifts you may pray facing a, a, an idol or a statue or some symbolism of what your ancestors are or, or you may not have any of those but there's a more of your village when he wants to do some certain rituals or festivals has to do them in certain forms or and in certain times and in certain places that you the commoner cannot do there are some villages where some kings are double as both isomers and kings or they have access to the isomers but understand most part of Igbo land and even in christianity there is a reason why god separate god and the people separate kings from priests what have we seen in other cultures around the world kings try to ascribe godliness unto themselves that way that they all and all and that is a that is an instrument of control where the commoners are scared that okay since they know the commoners understand there is a separate god from the priests if they ascribe themselves unto gods the commoners will worship them and do whatever they say without question in evil culture we don't have that because again because of that notion of understand it's not just the same so that's why that's why i asked you where you're from so i i hope i'm making some sense to you yes you are definitely making a lot of sense i just wanted to add one more thing because i heard udochi say something about reincarnation so i know for example where i'm from we do believe in reincarnation we also believe that the same person could be reincarnated twice at the same time um, yep. so one person could come back as two people living yep. at the same let time. me speak to that before i forget yeah so we we're going to talk about dark magic the in the the bbs and and divinations and um consultancy of worship which was at the start of this room we we're deciding if we we're going to touch that which you thought i won't like and i was like i'll touch on that but before even dark magic all of evil land we believe in reincarnation 
some people staunchly other people passively other people meh and they have the right to do that meh they don't care that is the why that is the reason why you hear names like nena when we when we when we believe our mother has come back to us and we name a girl in Nenna, or you hear some names in Igbo culture that refers to that. Or when we say things like and stuff. Especially if the if the if the person that passed passed closer to when we were having babies, we believe they've come back to us. Then those of us that believe staunchly in it believe that they can come back in different forms. Other things, other times, we also believe that their spirit lingers around us. It's one of the reasons why we bury our dead close to us. In Igbo culture, I don't think there's any Igbo land, any Igbo family that you run around that you will see at least one grave close to. I used to joke around that this is me joking around because I, I had some friends that we were planning on buying some evil forest in different parts of Igbo land. And my friends are like, are you guys mad? We're like, you guys are silly. That's the cheapest land in Igbo land to buy. They're like, why? I'm like, where in Igbo land? You're, you're worried about it being evil forest and blah, blah, blah. Where in Igbo land don't you have cops and, and demons roaming and spirits roaming around? Because every part of Igbo land, we've fought wars on it. We've killed people. We've buried people. We've buried our dead. So what are you talking about? Then here is the flip side. I think Yahel touched on this. It's funny when we tell Igbo kids to come back to the village and we... Well, let's go to the forest or let's go to our communities and some some of our private lands and community land and most of them will be like no i'm not going because it's juju but you will run to michigan to, to mexico to to Chiyoti, to Kana, blah 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 and stand on their sacred grounds that you knew ten thousand people were beheaded and have no problem and you take selfies and post it but if i tell you come let's go to Arochuku, you take off if I say, come, let's go to Kano, you take off. If I say, come, let's go to Bise, you invoke snakes. Oh my God, if you see Bise, you will have snakes, kill it. Nonsense. Why? Because it's the different ploys and different shackles of ignorance. That's the problem with ignorance. It is such a vector, so it has a magnitude, but it has no direction. It affects people in diverse and different ways. The problem is knowledge is a scalar. It has a magnitude and a direction. You can add to it or you can regress. That's what we're fighting here, head on. So yes, we believe in reincarnation, in Igbo culture, all of Igbo culture. Some of us believe in it extensively. Some of us believe in it passively. And some of us, well, we know it's there. We don't want to explore it, yes or no. If you say, if you tell us it's there, like, we can acknowledge or we can be like, you know, I don't care. My father is dead or my ancestors are dead. That's for them. Then there are some of us that will see, that will take it a little bit into the lands of conspiracies where we'll see some item or a tree or a wood and we'll be like, oh, that's a reincarnated. Okay. You hear stories of inanimate objects or trees or things being cut down and they start bleeding and blah 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 some of it is made of stories some of it is people will see red sap and call it red blood but it all adds to the belief system of the evils that reincarnation is real so i want to peg that there for now and when we do the part two i will touch on reincarnation extensively when it goes into the realms of appearance of people in dreams and i'm going to release something that most people have most people run away from which is when you see your past relatives like 
for those of us that have lost parents and you see them in the dream talking to you, I want every evil kid here to try to look in their face. You will notice two things. That, is, that the form of the person talking to you is not the actual person talking to you because when we see people in our dreams, we assume their, their form. But try to look in their face and see what happens. Then come back and tell me if you see them ever again. And I'm not going to explain why until any of you call me and tell me what you saw. So like I said, I'm going to release a serious power now to most of you. Udochi, I told you I don't want to do this, but we'll touch this. So, that was, that was, we'll reserve this for a 2.0. So, I'll take any other question based on worship. So, let's hear Chinye. Oh, sorry, Chama. Did you want to say something? Um, no, I was going to say thank you, Knight. And you should have saved that last one because I'm about to go to bed and I don't want to see anyone. <laughs> I don't want to see anyone. Okay, let me free you. Let me free you now, right? Don't be scared of, okay... These are your ancestors. If they, if they are not, nothing, nothing will harm you. That, okay, in Igbo culture, we say when you right? So don't be scared. And if you see them, that like I said, those of us that have lost parents, if they, if you, if, they, if the assemblance appears to you in the dream, that appears to you in the dream. You can, you cannot negate that. Then there are some people. I have friends that if you talk about cars today. And they go to bed, they'll start dreaming about the car. Anything you talk about, paper mache, they'll start dreaming about the paper stupid. But that one is your subconscious playing with you. What I'm talking about is when we you're not thinking about it or blah, 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 you go to bed, you sleep, and you know how some people say, I saw my mother in the dream, and she's been dead 12 years. I need you to look in that face, try to see the semblance of that thing you call your mom or your brother or your cousin or whatever. Try to see their face. Look up. Because your, sub your subconscious is active when you're sleeping. And when, when you're dreaming, sorry, try to look up and interact or look at them in their face. Then come back and tell me what you saw. Don't be scared. I'm not telling you. It's nothing bad. It's nothing scary. I just want you to, I, 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 I want to unleash something that is fun. It will, it will liberate a bunch of people from the shackles of, I saw my mom in my, I saw this and that and that in my dream. All right. Okay. So, so um, after Chinyere and, and God's love uh, have their ha say something, ask a question, night responds, and things of that nature. I'm going to wrap this room today because I can't be up all night. But um, Chinyere, uh, is there something you would like? Can you introduce yourself and then let us know what your thought, what your thoughts are on what's been, what we've been discussing? Hi, um, hi everyone. Um, uh, my name is Chinyere Ozemena. I am from Unubi, Newi South. And so I come with a different perspective. I actually don't, I don't have any question um, because I am following along and everything that has been said in this room is um, very, very true. I was born into the uh, traditional religion. That's what we still called till today. That's what they still call my parents. I joined the Christian faith later, but there were still some tenets um, in that traditional religion that um, still are my guiding principles. Do no harm. You know, spill no blood. Do unto others how you want to do to, uh, how you want others to do unto you. So those tenets, I still hold them, but I didn't learn that in the Christian faith. No, I learned that in the traditional religion. You know, and um, it's surprising to me that I have cousins that we were all born into um, the ordinary faith. And then um, 
when they all join Christianity, it's almost like everything was so bad with it and it's so bad. And I and I kind of look back at my principles and I go like, my me joining um, the Christian faith, I joined as an adult. Um, but who I am and what I have become and what I my principles, my core principles are in telling the truth and being honest and just being a person of integrity is, was ingrained in me in that ordinary faith because my parents made sure you know that we understood what it was about and they still practice that you know we, if you come to nubine we serve we're next to um um isn't if they and um uh next to um around and also i'm just trying to give a geographical location if you still go there um Ndunubi are still known as one of um those towns that are very, very strong in 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 tradition, in that in their in their tradition, and even though that you, we still have the Christian uh, Christian faith and all of that, that every January first we we celebrate our masquerade day, you know. And when I take my children to Nigeria every two years, there's something that I don't miss to take them to. We go to that yeah that's a masquerade thing masquerade festival and i explained to them all of that you know um my family they have their own um my father is uh, is the chief so he has his own ob and he's still when he's in nigeria he still pours libation and you know or, or go you know kene chukwabiyama kene ndichie kene siandinina you know he still greets all of those people and he does that you know religiously every morning that he wakes up, you know, because everybody comes to him, you know, as the head of Fumona, and they come to him, and then he still does all of those libations. We still recognize Nchetana, and this is usually done after the New Year, New Year Festival. Nchetana is remembering our ancestors, and that's really huge. For those of, um, for the ladies that are married, that you're, when I was married, my mother would always remind me, hey, for Nchetana. Remember to send the money for your own um, cock for Nchetana because we have to still call your name when we do the Nchetana and all of that. And um, now that I'm divorced, I'm home. I'm not counted as my father's children. So I don't necessarily have to present a different cock, you know, um, because now the what is presented um, by my father still uh, still covers me you know i believe in reincarnation i believe in all of those things i feel I, I feel like christianity has its place and um but it should not obliterate our, our our tradition because the loss of it is the loss of everything and so i taught my children how to speak Igbo, and uh, my first son speaks Igbo fluently and i was surprised when i got home a few months ago and he was telling me makachi um he was telling me so she and he was explaining to me about the gods and everything and i just looked at him i said you've been reading up a lot he said yes there's this um um youtube page that he goes on and he learns about more about india um Igbo tradition the reason why i brought that up is somebody said about language that the language is what the lack of that language with our children is what is pulling them up far from that tradition but because this boy has that 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 language knowledge of um, the Ibn, um language he is more inquisitive about you know trying to learn more about his culture trying to know more and he's you know just thirsting for more knowledge and, and things like that you know he told me we were talking about a how a house he's like 
because I still speak to him in Igbo and he replied to me in English. But he, he, he understands me perfectly. But if he had to speak Igbo to me in a, in a public place, he will he will blurt it out. With, <laughs> and no matter how he cuts it, he will just blurt it out. And it will sound very funny to me because he's, saying, he's speaking Igbo with an American accent. And I will just laugh and I will still reply to him. Because when I laugh sometimes, he said, didn't I get it? And he'll continue to talk. So I, 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 I really, I believe strongly in our, our, our in our, in our traditional um, uh, culture. I think in two thousand and six, UNESCO came up with um, Nigeria uh, with Igbo language and Igbo tradition being as one of the languages that was scheduled to be extinct in 2025 so forums like this are very very important in reintroducing the culture and the language back so that our language is not extinct so i think that um, motivated a lot of drive in um, people trying to set up um, online platforms books and things like that to you know re-educate our children um in the Igbo tradition my sister's children that live in nigeria don't speak Igbo at all and this surprises my son because when he tries to have conversation with them and they're speaking to him in english and he goes like don't you people speak Igbo? because my mom still speaks to me in Igbo, but I, I come here and all i hear is english i want to learn more so can we speak Igbo? And they tell him, oh, we can't speak Igbo. And he's like, why? How is that possible? So I think that what you guys are doing here is really, really great. It's um, it's a beautiful thing, you know, and it just kind of, um, um, it, it's really, really um, something that I, 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 I'm enjoying being a part of listening and just um, giving my input. Um, uh, we, I was in the room yesterday with um, Mr. Knight, and it was very, very, the room was lit. It was lit, and it was very informative, and I'm looking forward to many more conversations like this, like especially with the reincarnation um, bit, you know. Um, again, my coming from such a, a, a town where our tradition still holds strong, and like um, three days ago was Uze Day, which was our clan's um, um, deity day, you know, was our clan's deity day. And they sent me pictures on um, on Facebook um, when they were slaughtering the cow for the deity and everything and, and, and stuff like that. And I still watch those things, you know, and I'm, I, I laugh and I muse and I'm going like, oh my God, you guys really want me to give up my Christian faith. I, I understand the place for both. And I have the, my heart is big enough to hold both. So it's okay. <laughs> Somebody needs to convince me of anything. I know where. Thank you for saying Thank you for saying that, right? Like, yes. I think when you, before you came into the room, we were, we were talking about that, like understanding your Christian faith and also holding on to your traditions, especially how they complement each other and stuff like that. So thank you for saying that. Um, let me let you finish. Let me let you round up. Yeah, so um, Mr. Knight, you said something yesterday, you know, when we were talking about um, the women that don't end up marrying, maybe because they are sometimes designated as priestesses and things like that. I um, I, I was actually one of them. But then there's something else that um, oh, is very, okay. very important. Well, don't you, did you hear that? When I said the conversation yesterday was going to straddle this one? Yes. 
Sorry, you missed out. But, I really yeah, missed out, man. I really wish I was there. Yeah, you did, man. That was that was. Oh, I know. I had this guy in the room called Leader, and I had Lisa with me. So, and this is three of us coming from different angles and converging, and then splitting it out again. It was it was intense, but it was fun. We had like maybe ninety people in the room. Yeah. So. And then. Yeah. Um, surprising but um something that mr knight always says over and over and over again is the autonomy that each and every one of us um of the Igbo culture have in in refusing or accepting something i didn't want to accept to be at home to be a priestess to anything i said no I'm not, that's, that's not how I see my, myself in, in this jet age. No, I want to wear my miniskirt and wear my jeans. I don't want to be, you know, divining for anybody and everything. But it doesn't stop me now. Just because I refuse to take that mantle up did not stop me from being able to div, uh, divine, you know, and, uh, and still give messages and pass messages along. You know, my dreams are very, very vivid. When I was pregnant with my daughter, I saw the struggle of uh, reincarnation come with her. You know, like my aunt and my grandmother who were trying to struggle to reincarnate, who was trying to come back, you know, as my daughter. And it, it was really, really traumatic for me because I couldn't sleep for like most, almost two weeks. I couldn't sleep because each time I would lay down and they are just arguing amongst themselves who is going to go back because I lived in America. And my aunt will give her own reason why she needs to come back because none of her children, is, you know. And it was very interesting that I was living this out in my dream. And finally, I called my parents. I said, okay, mom, dad, this has been going on for two weeks and I cannot take it anymore. Because if I don't get any nice sleep in this next week, I'm going to really scream and lose my mind in this house. And they asked me what it was and I told them. Is there anything you guys can do? Can you guys do something about it and fix it and let somebody just come? I don't care who it is, but they need to stop arguing in my dream and let me sleep. You know, that's all I want you guys to do. And my father said, don't worry, I will take care of it. And he did take care of it. However, he took care of it, um, called Nigeria or did whatever. He took care of it and I had peace and I, you know, and I, I slept, and it was my husband. Thank you for, first of all, thank you for sharing your experience. Like, I think that definitely gives people a better, uh, like, like that personal story gives people a better understanding of like what it is like for a person who is actually walking with this thing every day to, to what they, what they go through. Now, I would like to ask you a question about that that situation with your aunt and your mom trying to reincarnate through you, um, through your daughter. Um, what exactly would that look like in real life? Like, what part of your aunt or what part of your mom would be manifested in your daughter if, you know, when, when it happens? How does that look to an average person in real life? What do you look for to know this person is my grandma or whatever? So, for me, I'm going to use Okay, thank you. So, for um, my aunt, um, Anigono, who, is, who reincarnated my daughter, I actually met her in real life. 
um, when I was a kid. I met her. Tall, very, very, very elegant, proud woman. And um, my daughter is shy, but she was very, very stubborn because she was the only daughter of the family. And she was very, very, very stubborn, you know. And, you know, she would always override my dad and his brothers on, on decisions. And they would, take, they would have to take her own way. My daughter is very, very quiet and very shy. But she has two older brothers that are 12 years and 11 years older than her. And I'll tell you one thing. They cannot, nobody can force her to do anything that she cannot, she does not want to do. And my father would simply laugh and go. So my father named her um, Adajife Ezewane, which, which means my sister, Ezewane Ozemena. So, you know, um, so when she would do some certain things and she would be quietly, you know, like this passive aggressive person, very quiet, but really stands her ground. My, my, my father would call her by her, um, her name. Or say, ah, one he will use language and he will talk to her and talk to her and talk her down, you know, as his sister. And then my, my daughter will budge, you know. And um, it's very, very interesting to see that dynamics, you know, um, because for the first few months of her life, it was only my dad that she actually let hold her or calm her down when she was crying. They left me with her one day for church. Sorry, I'm, I'm rambling. And she cried till they came back from church. And I just handed them the baby. I said, just take this baby. I can't do anything with this baby. I can't. She can't stop crying. And my father just took her back outside to the backyard to where there was, you know, dirt. And my, my, my father laid her on the dirt and talked to her and talked to her and talked to her asked my mother to give him his hot drink and poured libation and said so many things and told her don't be angry whatever it is i was not gone for long i just went to church you know and things like that and after a while she stopped crying and she calmed down and my father took her for the rest of the night they asked me to pump and they will feed her. They didn't bring her back to me. I was actually relieved. I'm like, I know, I heard her cry for four hours straight. You guys can have her all night. It doesn't matter to me. So, you know, um, it's very, very interesting, you know. Um, I, I know my children, all the people that reincarnated them and how they behave. They are, you know, like one of them, my, my, my second son is from my first cousin that died. And he is just like that. He is just smart like him, acts like him. And I go, and some people don't believe in reincarnation. Like, how? How don't they believe in it? Like, I'm actually watching my first cousin in action, like doing everything that, you know, he used to do when he was alive. And I'm like, how don't people even believe in reincarnation? Even in the Bible, there was reincarnation. There's reincarnation, a mention of reincarnation. How, how does that even happen? So for me, it's, it's an interesting journey in the sense that I might have turned down, okay, being a princess in my father's home, but the gift was never taken away from me. And so I continue to see, I continue to see my ancestors come give me messages and I would not even know who they're giving me the message about. And I will have to call my mom and my dad. I'll say, okay, I got this message. Um, the name I, I, I got was this, this, this. Who am I? Who do you know this person? They say, yes, continue with the message and I'll give the message. And they will say, okay, thank you. We'll make sure that the person gets the message or, or stuff like that. And um, 
but in the same token, I'm not allowed to cuss. I'm not allowed to do any harm. I'm not allowed to hurt anybody. The repercussion is very, very great. It's, it's really, really huge. So the Hebrew culture is a very, very well-rounded culture that you're given that power. It's not given to you to abuse. And everybody always asks me, why are you this way? I said, just because I said to whom much is given, much more is expected, you know. And um, I'm speaking in this room to give it a real life perspective so that people don't. I've, and I've lived in America for 23 years, so nobody should think, even think that I, this person talking is living, living in Nigeria. No, I live in Atlanta. Atlanta is home. And um, yet I, 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 I have to kind of walk this gift and, you know, walk it with my Christian faith and, you know, kind of like handle both, you know, hand, because there, there are places for both of them. There's enough, there's enough um, room in your heart and in, in your mind um, uh, to actually handle both, you know, like when people want to pass in my family or anybody that is close to me, something is about to happen. I'll see it first. I'll, I'll see it first. My house was about to burn down and I was in California and all I could see was the, the smoke, it did like the, my house burning. And I woke up and I started calling my children, called my father, called my husband. I called, I called. And finally my second son answered. I said, the gas is on. He said, the gas is not on mom. I said, go downstairs. The gas is on because I saw the house burning with all of you inside. Go downstairs right now. And the minute he was walking downstairs, I heard him cuss. I said, did you just cuss? He said, I'm so sorry, mom, but the gas is on. It's smelling everywhere. I said, get everybody out of the house. Turn it off and get everybody, wake up everybody, get everybody outside the house right now, this minute. And he woke up everybody. I said, they need to be outside because I didn't want carbon dioxide um, poisoning on my parents or the kids. And so they stayed outside for a few hours before they and opened all the windows and doors before they came back. So it's still one of this. It's just a, it's a journey. It's it's a journey, and I continue to live it. So our Igbo tradition is strong. It's but it's autonomous in the sense that it allows you to be independent. It allows you to choose. It's not a it's not a tradition that is um, you must do this. If not, just like uh, Mr. Knight was saying about his uncle that was called to be a priest, and he's like, no. I don't want to do this. And they thought that he was going to die. And he said, okay, I'm waiting to die. I was told that too. You're going to go mad. You're going to do this. This, this, that, that. I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for it to happen. It didn't happen, you know? And so I straddle it both, you know, and just still, I still go to church. I'm a born again, you know, but I still have this part and I still recognize it. And I don't forget that I have that part that, you know, but both of them have, you know, places in my life. And I, I continue to walk that walk. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Chinyere. Like, I'm sure it helped a lot of people to understand some things. Um, God's love. Uh, can you introduce yourself and so tell us some things about um, what what you're thinking about when you're listening to these stories or what's on your mind? Yeah, we did. Um, okay, I'm um, I'm from um, other states, from Ishanangwa South and other states. But I live here in um, Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio State, in United States. Um, I have uh, some few things, but the only thing there is that um, for some people here, I'm so sorry that I'll be speaking Igbo, you know, because that's our language. And also be using English because I'm a mama, Nali, or someone Nali. There are 
there are from these things you know that have been said here there are a lot of stuff that I was able to write out that I'll just touch you know so first of all in in recognition in Ebola I know that I know it very well I will just give you guys like a little story anyways like I know of um, a man he was tall he died you know that was what I had um like the old man died you know um, and he had like his son you know have like a wife and uh, is pregnant or something like that or was you know before death so when the man died they wanted to bury the man the casket they brought was not the man's size because the man was too tall so they have to like cut off the leg something like that and i had to make sure that you know, not where that is like Branadic, that's his whole body, Branadic casket. So when um, his son, the man's son, the man, the dead man, the son, when the wife was pregnant, I was to give birth. So the wife gave birth to um, a child or a son that was kind of, you know, that was how his leg, you know, was like, you know, kind of, I'm like that. So when people saw that kind of thing, they they said they want to hear me, You know, I'll actually back to you. So that kind of recognition story because that was exactly and the man accepted it. And I also know of many other people that saw the name and even one, you know, maybe accident or something like that. Then the second thing I'll talk about, you know, um, in terms of our Igbo. The reason why Igbo culture is name here now is that some some of us here, you know, based on the fact they've been Igbo Naka, some Igbo people don't, you know, that kind of have that kind of love again for the culture. You will see somebody who is an Igbo, maybe anywhere, maybe here in America or something like that. There are some certain things the person needs to be telling the kids, like the language. Some people enjoy her, why don't you speak Igbo? Why don't you teach her? They would be like, oh, yeah, GMA, IGA, she, yeah, oh, yeah, give me my day, oh, yeah. So, that's one of the, that's one of the problems that is affecting our culture, our Igbo culture. What, what some people will even be using to, these days, the only thing that is not bringing Igbo people closer to love the culture is just the music, the vibes that they are seeing, you know, the marriages and everything based on. The creativity in the world up to these days. That's the thing. Like the last time I saw a lady, you know, and I give me marriage, instead of wearing like white wedding, instead of wearing white, you know, um gown or what, she, you know, kind of made her Igbo um kind of way. And people were like, Wow, you know, it's no more the white people's wedding. So this one here what is it like the Igbo um dress to do the wedding. And people are surprised, you know, it not kind of motivate people to know that we still love our culture. These days, people say don't even value traditional marriage. Yeah, the message also quite with it, you know. And it's something that, as evils, we need to do all those things. And another thing I want to say, you know, these gods, like deity and everything, are not that kind of like, are from Hungerland. And... We have a lot of stuff in Hong Kong. I used to, you know, even my grandmother and my grandfather, I used to talk to them. My mom is from Michigan in Tagus State. When I go to my mom's village, there are a lot of stores there. Even some villages around that place where you see snake, 
maybe if you give birth to a baby in that village, that snake will come. But they don't kill that snake. And they know how to blow the snake. You know, kind of, you know, kind of like accepting the visitation from the snake, something like that. And even in their stream, like here, you know, they have, you know, kind of some stuff that, you know, a kind of creature or something like that, that is there. But they say some of those, like all those things don't harm, you know, they, they, um, Omo Omar or one day Belabia. So all those things, I still believe that it's, you know, it's, it's part of the culture and I love that and I see it happening. Again, I think you know some people they will tell you, like I used to ask my mom, what if somebody kills this snake? They will say Iboragua, Egawa, Edudi, like the traditional whatever. I love all these things going on, which is good. In my own village, like what we call what my father sometimes know, we do call the gods of the land. Obasi, Obasi, Binenigwe. That's what we, you know, we say. Even I see all those things. Despite the fact that my mom is from Kadik and my dad is an Anglican, you know, we believe that this um, she or you know all these things do exist. Along when I study stuff about my people, or uh, the gods and everything, my dad was telling me. All those things, like if you watch now, if if you know, if anybody's from other states and ask for like the the greatest king, I would say, if not the greatest king in Hungaland or in Nibbuland that died of recent, this is a kind of this is uh, a man that I know that made you know there's culture in Hungaland, so we have a lot of stuff in Nibbuland. Even now, uh, like what, what I was talking about, culture, our languages. Some people don't even know how to speak Igbo. Some people don't even know about. They don't even want to have that kind of love for Igbo. What they want to cherish is the white people's culture and everything. That's all of things killing us. Like yeah, I will tell you guys. Like you know, with all these things in ancient times. Like grandparents, like one man married many wives, that you now have many relations. I have an uncle here. In, here in America, we have what we call NASA, National Association, USA. This is my uncle. We need no more here, but you know, he met all the kids. But he was the president of the NASA. But I will tell you that the kids don't even know anything about the culture. NASA, you know, is somewhere, you know, like I told you guys. But you see, all these things, like, you will not be able to tell the kids about the culture, the language, and everything. So, I mean, that's what we got. What's up? All right. No, listening. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Finish, finish. Yeah, yeah with, with some of these things, like how I'll also say, you know, our culture need to start to grow, need to grow, need to, you know, we need to coordinate. Like I told you, I know in America, yeah, we have different organizations of Igbos. Like, I'll give you guys one of our own, the NASA, which is here in America, both um, in America and in Canada, too. So all those things, like, people need to learn about it. We need to, like, kind of bring, uh, like, teach our brothers and sisters. Even here in America, we are, I see them more 
as even tell people that despite being in America here, yeah, I gave me a major for my culture. When I was in school, when I was when I was in secondary school, I wrote Igbo like in my work and I passed it. It was even one of the courses, uh, the subject I passed because of all my culture and I cherish it and you know always love I even love to study. So even like like with what um you know um Bruno Knight, I don't know, I'm sorry for and then I 